0: This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it.
1: I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker.
0: And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neo Modern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne.
1: Hi, Reuben. I was wondering it? if you wanted
0: me to start. No, well, would you like to start? It's okay. No, you, we've already
1: no, started. Well, not
0: necessarily.
1: We can just redo this? Yeah. Keep well, this in and then do I think, do I think we'll
0: do a wall. We do everything. <laughs>
1: 2022 is a new year. Let's just cover all our bases. Hey, Reuben. Hey, Suzanne. <laughs> so yours How's is better.
0: Yours is way better. <laughs>
1: well, you know, we've, we've covered all our bases. We practiced. 2022, a so, whole new you. We made it. <laughs> and, and I'm
0: sorry. And I'm sorry you got COVID and you've got COVID. I mean, if we were in person, you'd be on, you'd be banished. We wouldn't
1: be in person. I would be like on the other side of a pane of glass. Like I would this. be, I'd this be is... like in a bubble. Yeah.
0: Maybe. <laughs> and that's what we're doing. We treat everybody that way. <laughs> exactly. Pretty good.
1: We, we plan this really well. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I'm feeling better. I'm, I think I'm on the tail end of this. As I was saying, I'm like, I'm wearing real clothes today.
0: That's good. And shoes. and shoes. I don't even, I don't even put on <laughs> shoes. I haven't put on shoes since Thursday. what day's they say? I don't even know what day. You haven't
1: was. left the house since Thursday.
0: It is a blizzard outside. Let no, me not, see. Well, well, you know, it's sort of blizzardy. It's snowy. Let's just say it's snowy. You're
1: literally gesturing to a window that I can't see.
0: Well, I can't. Well, I'm going to move the camera and do the whole, <gasps> I don't think you can see outside. Can you see it's white? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's Fr- white. Christmassy. Yeah,
1: I forgot it's really dark because you're an hour ahead of me.
0: It is, and the the curtains also drawn. But yes, the, the sun's gone down. We're at the. But it's the been
1: it nice. Is it? Be, it looks so beautiful. The pictures it's that I've so, seen you posting you. are really beautiful in the snow. It's and that deer I'm came lo- back.
0: The deer came back in the snow. I think the deer likes it here. My mom had a deer in her backyard, and it's and when I was last there, it didn't show up. And then I got here and here it was. I felt like that it just walked here. It's your
1: spirit animal.
0: It left from Florida <laughs> and it just got to New Mexico to hang, like- to hang out. I recognize them. It, I recognize the deer. I think it's- it, Yeah, it day. can't
1: take the humidity either. Yeah, it's it's some
0: I like to winter in the mountains. That's the deer exactly. talking.
1: It's <laughs> a big skier.
0: Yeah. And I started I started a workshop today. Day oh, how did that of, go? I think it went good. It's, it's always- uh, you know it's a dicey proposition when you put out there some of these ideas for people so half of them you know uh, not half so, some number of them have studied haiku or uh ikebana or mm-hmm. you know kintsugi like they'll so they'll bring up and today was like they introduced themselves and i'm always wondering like so they've actually studied these other zen arts in some depth not having necessarily applied it to photography. And so as I merge these things, some people find it delightful and others would maybe find it kind of a cognitive cognitive dissonance because it's like, that's not a photographic term or that's not a right. haiku term. So I, well, I don't know. Last time we know. talked
1: though, you said you were talking about how do you frame this class? And you had sort of three, maybe even four different approaches, mm-hmm. oh, and you were yeah. trying to like beta test which one you did, you were going to do to put out there. Which one did you end up going with?
0: Interesting. Um, so that's funny. I forgot that I lobbed that out there. So what happened was
1: <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> bringing us back.
0: I went with the idea of not referring, not leading with it being about the Zen arts, and it's just called the argument for photographic purism, and the the argument is about this thing that when you see a picture, you don't know if it's true, if it's real, you know, people, all media is so malleable that uh, you can really make anything into anything, right? You can, and Mm -hmm. and we know from like our podcast and stuff that, you know, Ed Weston said in in the early thirties that, you know, photography is a willful distortion of fact. Like there isn't really truth in it. It's always pretty subjective. And the only idea of truth is because really you're
1: comes- not seeing the whole picture. You're, you're not in, seeing yeah. You're only seeing what someone wants you to see. But they are they are they're, they're, they're- removing everything else and just and, cropping they're, to this. And,
0: and they're choosing to show you this little thing yeah. for whatever their agenda is mm-hmm. like to entertain you or persuade <clears throat> you or something like that but you get to a real slippery slope between taking a color picture and making it black and white which is a mm-hmm. modification or changing the exposure in some way to make some things more visible and some things not to mm-hmm. you know maybe adding clouds over the picnic because you, you saw the clouds, but they weren't really there in the picture. So we're going to put them in or, or taking out the wires that were in the picture. I, I couldn't get them out of the way, but I don't want to see those wires or, mm-hmm. you know, putting a UFO in the clouds. Like, they're mm-hmm. like all of those things are these kinds of, you know, exceptionalism versions of truth. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so you can't, and so once we, instead of trying to find where the line is, because of course there's no line, I think you just have to start with the the, the, the proposition that it's all kind of a a falsity at some level. And the only truth uh, is whether you trust the photographer. What do you have a, a a sort of an understanding of truth with the photographer that they're not going to modify this. And this is, I'm, I permit these kinds of adjustments and I don't permit those kinds of adjustments. And it's a little bit nuanced and there's fuzzy edges to it. But for the most part, we all understand the difference between taking your camera out and snapping a picture of something happening out there and going and setting up something out there and mm-hmm. fi- or fixing it in post and adding things and taking things out. So while the edges are not quite perfect, I feel like there's this organic photography, just snapping pictures of your world. And then there's kind of an inorganic one, which is studio and models and lighting and making things the way you conceptual art of various kinds. Here, you hold this pomegranate, that will make it interesting. The juxtaposition of you and the pomegranate, like that didn't Mm -hmm. happen in the world. You just made it happen. And I don't have a problem with it. I love it, but I feel like in this age that never happened before, there are photographers who are in my camp where they understand they, that's what they want to be doing with photography—trying to compose pictures live and see things in the world and 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 make their poetry out of how what they're seeing and composing, as opposed to more of a graphic design project of how could I make this cool? And I think I'll put clouds there and a bird there, and I'm going to yeah, add, well, you know.
1: It's well, two things. One, I feel like you're ultimately you're just trying to create a term or a, like a sub-genre that is that has some sort of name and definition through which you can describe these types of photos so right. I mean and they're yes. different
0: from other kinds of photos so exactly
1: they- and I like how you've differentiated that like how you've sort of taken this is this is not studio this is not concept this is not editorial you know this is things that are happening and that are sort of stance but it is that how the seer sees and it is yeah. what's important is like that you are capturing this moment that couldn't have been captured by someone else and that couldn't have been captured really anywhere else it's about a moment by a person and a place in yeah. time yeah so i think that's really interesting i would say though that the idea of a haiku is something that is arrived at through it is contrived it is created it is edited it is not something that just spills out of someone's mouth without mm-hmm. But haiku, but a
0: but a photographic haiku is not that. I'm not constructing it. Part of the haiku is Mm -hmm. capturing it in its harmonious composition from nature, from just what's happening in the world. It's very much what Cartier-Bresson was talking about in the decisive moment. I actually pulled pulled that the opening of the book to look at the description of it, and it's just exactly what I'm talking about as far as composition and. the art of finding, finding the pictures in this scene out there. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, so the overarching thing, this organic photography, this pure vision kind of photography that I'm talking about uh, is the overarching thing. The haiku that I teach is a kind of a specific case of it. But, but the general case is just people taking pictures with their phones that are on sort of that are real of stuff and composed. Mm-hmm. So, I you know, after I wrote this thing in Medium, and, and I've done this now a bunch of times, I've got what I think are the, the tenets of this thing. And again, I'm calling it neo modernism or neo modern because it to me, I'm riffing off of what the modernists were doing as far as being dedicated to pure vision. They were kind of purists in a lot of ways and right. and happy with what the way the camera saw things. They didn't need to augment it in any way. It was enough. It was sufficient. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the sort of the the hallmark of of the, the modernist age in photography was. So I'm not thinking about the big art movements or anything, but, it, and not quite as a joke, but it's, it is sort of a, a return to modernism. That's why I was calling it sort of neo-modernism, but, but it could be called anything. I don't right. know. Honestly, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Anyway, this is like, I don't, I don't care what the name is. I, I mean, I like it yeah. because I've had this domain and it's fun to use it, but the truth mm-hmm. is I just want to separate out my kind of photography from, and along with lots of people who shoot this way from people who do other stuff in photography, which is, I think fundamentally different and people often separate photography by, oh, you're a wilderness photographer or a landscape photographer or a, you know, like those are ways people divide up photography. But to me, I just wanna know, is it real? Like, did you get this in the world somehow? Or did you, so even if it's a person holding a pomegranate, that was actually you having breakfast and you pulled out the pomegranate and i noticed this interesting juxtaposition of you in the pomegranate and i took it so mm-hmm. different from me feeling like i will have a statement to make about pomegranates here come be in my picture hold this pomegranate uh stand right. a little stand a little bit to the left like those are two very different experiences and types of photography and while again i don't have a problem with either of them the one i do is very specific and i don't want my work looked at like, Oh, you didn't catch that. Like, did you just fix it in post? Like, no, mm. I would never do that. Cartier Brisson would never do that. Like yeah. that, that that's if you see a, you know, and this isn't true, but like, if you see somebody in a picture, it's somebody who's in front of me, like, you know, I took their picture from a moment we were hanging out, you know, I
1: have a, I have a question. So is this, uh, and this is, I mean, not to get your, not, not to get your goat. I'm just actually really wondering. So with the idea of this isn't a, a studio shoot. This isn't sort of contrived. It's just sort of these are shots that you're taking that you sort of discover. Like makes me think of like when I was painting my fingernails and toenails, mm-hmm. and I had that shirt that was so long it kind yes. of covered my hands, but it looked like I had too many fingers or too many so toes cool. or something. Yes, I love that picture. But it's like that wasn't posed. It was it was very much um, it sort of just happened. However, if you're taking photos of a model. That where would that fall in in model is
0: totally inorganic. Like so. so Okay, so
1: you're you're even saying for your own photos where oh absolutely, those are not part of this.
0: Well, I've conflated real ones and fake ones. Like a a, a real a real one is uh, (laughs) uh, a girlfriend is over and she's lying in bed and the sun is setting and it's lit perfectly and I grab my camera and I take a picture. Like that's a moment of my day and it wasn't posed or set up and like, that's real, but it's indistinguishable from me bringing someone over and saying, just hang out here. And I'll like, I want to get a picture until the the lighting gets where I want it. it." Now I do try to shoot that way as much as possible. I'm now aware Mm -hmm. of all the lighting and I have someone in the house and I don't direct them if I can help it and just Mm -hmm. have them around. And then I notice things and I catch them, but it's still that's still a contrivance. That isn't really a picture of my day. And I think if I need to commit to this philosophy of pure photography, I will be done with that. Like, I just, there's no point in doing it. I, I've exhausted, I mean, I haven't exhausted it, but it isn't, it, it doesn't interest me as much as like catching real sort of true moments, whatever that oh, means. And, that's and, interesting. I, and I would segue into that. I feel like I've, I, that was maybe something I did. That was like me working through a lot of this stuff. And mm-hmm. it was... And there is this thing when you're taking pictures, I think where not everything is poetic, not everything that you take, it sort of nails all of these things. but that's why it's a practice. You pull it out and you see if you can make something happen out of this. And if you do, that's great. And if you don't, that's also okay. But that just becomes the, the fabric of your life is there's a camera sometimes with you as you go through your life and you grab these moments. And that's more where I want to get to. It is practice though. And I feel like everything else is sort of a sketch. Sometimes I'll notice a cool pattern of light on the wall. And just because it's cool looking, uh, I, it's not enough. That's not enough, but it is cool looking. Mm-hmm. So I might take a picture of it. Um, and I've, because I've noticed it and it's beautiful looking, but it doesn't rise to a, a high level. I probably would never print it. I might not mm. ever share it. It's like a artist in a sketchbook just trying to work on the nose. You mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. just to get good at this because you're always sort of paying attention to stuff. And that's just the result of paying attention as you see these things all the time. But as you get good and practice that, when a real moment is going on, you are better able to capture those those true moments and not just I like that.
1: I think it's teacher. interesting how you're uh, actually how you are being really true to your philosophy of like, okay, this is, that's what I did. And then if I'm going after this, this is what I want to do. So what do you want to do with your class with this and how many students are in your new session?
0: Um, so it's always 12 and it oh, wow. seems like it's a full class and these, big, yeah. and, and they, they've been good. Like this class, so the January one sold out and they created a march one just for the overflow which is already half full and and i'm doing an in-person one in august so i'm excitedly building students um in the style in in this thinking and each time i do it of course i mean i'm sort of refining the thinking here i am a a year into it and i've just Mm -hmm. kind of got this definition and starting to think about the you know what i'm doing that fits and what i'm doing that doesn't it no longer interests me because it doesn't fit in this uh, philosophy as much i mean the good thing about the haiku and and the general sort of organic pure vision photography is that you can always do it like you just do it it's everywhere Mm -hmm. it's everywhere all the time you know and uh that's uh, that is a cool practice you know and so Uh, what
1: are you doing what do you want them to accomplish like what? what is the goal for the whole course
0: well, I think to get people, I looked at all their pictures today, what they've been shooting before they got to me, and oh, okay. they're all very good photographers. Like they're yeah. they're excellent photographers. They take pictures that are, are lovely and cool and interesting and all that stuff. But I think that that's why they're sort of ripe for... Like where do you go with that? There's always mm-hmm. the question. Like, what's worth taking? Why am I taking pictures? What's worth it? What, what's why? Yeah. Why would I do that? And so now I kind of have given them a challenge. Like, okay, you're good, but but that sunset is a little bit easy, and mm-hmm. that picture of a flower is a little bit like just a picture of a flower. It's just a document. Like, I think I can push this into a kind of poetry for you and make that a fun fun game to play for lack of a better word in your photography yeah. and i think because you're all good photographers you'll have fun with this it's appropriately challenging it doesn't involve buying a bunch of gear or learning a bunch of software it's just you and the camera and being better at what you do so um i, I like know.
1: that from pretty to poetry
0: oh you're so good at coming up with these little <laughs> i told them today in class i actually told them uh not wait to make it great i told them uh get the cliche out of the way we were discussing mm-hmm. something there and uh, there's something else. Anyway, you, you, you've made it wait into Wait to the,
1: make it great is one of them as well.
0: Wait to make it great is great, but I didn't say it to them. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I, but I will, because it is- <laughs> you're great. just no. going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to That's right. Um, oh, and I saw there's a TV um, documentary on Netflix called Voir. Have you seen this? V-O-I-R. No, I
1: haven't. It's,
0: I think it's fantastic. And is it's- Is it in French? It is not in French. It it is about, they are short, uh, like 20-minute film or video essays about cinema.
1: Oh, cool. The
0: first episode is, and they're all, I think, by different people and they have very different flavors to them. Like I watched the first episode, which was kind of a, uh, nostalgic piece about this person when when she first discovered loving movies and it's about jaws and it's fascinating but it's okay. <laughs> that's
1: the first movie. She's the first in one love she, with? she did well wow. she fell
0: in love with movies. You I didn't know? swim the whole summer. I didn't ever go I can't even get in a pool without a picturing myself <laughs> from underneath and worried about getting chomped on. So uh yeah it worked. It totally worked. So she tells a story and it's a it's a cool story. The second episode is on a completely different Kind of way it's done. They're just hmm. use a ton of examples from movies. It's about main characters not always being likable. Like it's not about being likable. There's another trait, and it talks about likability and the problem of likability in hmm. these characters. So there are these little essays, and maybe episode four was uh talking about animation. And one of the things that came up was is the term that's used by animators called appeal. And it is a term that's widely talked about, hard to describe, but they need characters to have appeal. And and it's not being attractive. It's not being pretty. It's actually being sort of flawed a little bit in a Mm -hmm. certain kind of way. And that the the features of the character are appealing, which they describe as, for lack of a better word, they're harmonious and everything- Oh, what a good term. I took this clip, I, I saved it and I showed it to the class today because it is exactly what we're saying about photography, that it's the wabi-sabi is that you don't want it perfect. You want it delightfully imperfect. It makes it ownable, understandable, and, yeah. that, the, and that you can't change one thing in the picture without changing everything because the composition is a harmony, harmonious composition of elements. It's not like you just have these elements in frame and you can yeah. crop out the other elements. It's literally where they are, how they're moving. So. Here, I am watching this TV show, which again, I highly recommend the show because I love cinema. It's really for cinema files. You'll have
1: to put a link in that show notes because oh I'm, I'm definitely so, going to check it out.
0: It's so good. Oh my God. Uh, so you've got that. And then here it is talking about animation. And I feel like once again, I'm hearing they're talking about all kinds of visual arts and photography in particular, mm-hmm. and and exactly what Cartier-Bresson's talking about with the decisive moment. It's all the same thing. I feel like, yes, yes. And you, and like, you know, look, was it the wizard of Oz? You were there and you were there and you were there. (laughs) (laughs) The the more I dig into this sort of haiku metaphor, the decisive moment, these other things, and they're all speaking to the same thing about photography, about composition and, and um, the moment. So anyway, yeah.
1: The thing I like about perfectly imperfect is that it keeps you looking longer. I I think if you see someone who's just pretty or a picture or a photo that is just pretty, you're like, Oh, neat, pretty flat. But it's when you do find that like perfectly imperfect, but it's just, it all kind of works, but it's so interesting. I can't stop looking at your face or your, you know, your work or whatever that is. It's like that that is what kind of keeps yeah. you lingering. And so I, I, I do like that. And that is what I like about haiku is that it takes you a breath. It's more than just the five, seven, five. It takes, uh, it takes your own breath to say, oh, I get it. Yeah. I like it. Or like, oh, and like, and you just have to sit with it for a second. I yeah. got, yeah. um, Amanda Gorman's book. Uh, we are what we carry for, uh, for Christmas and I devoured it. I mm. love it. It's what She wrote, it. um, she, she wrote a book about kind of the, a year of a year in, um, a year of living through a pandemic. And so it's, it's her work. It's also work that she's, she pulled some like journal entries from a soldier, from a black soldier, from World War one, um, are where they're fighting, but they're also fighting the Spanish flu. So they're also living through a pandemic and she's sort of taken his words and, um, he, he would write in a daily journal entry. And so for part of it, you know, I don't know, maybe like, 15 pages um it's sort of these like journal entries that she's taken of his but sort of um rearranged them slightly and so that they've become these haikus um <laughs> they're, they're not all haikus but actually some of them are and she talks about why she's used haiku and it's it's actually it's just it's it's really beautiful and it's like one of those things too when you have a book of poetry that you can't you don't read it like a novel and the same with like a photo book. You don't read it like a novel. You have to take, you have to give every page it's sort of due and then almost like put it away, take a breath, think about it. And then you can come back to it. But it's like, you can't, You know, it's not just like boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. It's not a page turner. If it's a page turner, it's pretty flat. Something's <laughs> right. wrong with that book.
0: Right, that's what Instagram is. That's a page turner of photographs. Yeah. It's, yeah, 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 interesting. So
1: you don't want to be a page turner. You want to be a page I don't know.
0: Learner. <laughs> I know. I oh, was, yeah. like, I was trying to
1: <laughs> If you'd pull that turner, off, Page learner. That was good. I like the rhyme. I'm I not like there the yet. <laughs> I um,
0: also have got, you know, I have taken my my father's art books and uh-huh. I and I put them in the house here and I started by alphabetizing them by artist and then I've started going through them starting with A and just working my way down. Um, To make sure, like if I'm going to have these books in the house and there's such a great reference about photography of every kind, um, I felt a sort of obligation to like read them all. So uh, here I am during pandemic. So I'm just starting on the you. book one and I'm now in the middle of the C's. There's a lot of photographers with C. So they're alphabetized by artists, <laughs> but it's funny. Some letters really have, a nerdy lot of, have a lot of <laughs> photographers in them, like the shelves yeah. of C and there's yeah. very few D, you know? So huh. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm working my way through these things and Um, You know, it's it's delightful work because they're 99% photos. You're just flipping, looking at pictures Mm -hmm. and spending time going through them. But occasionally there's a book of of someone's journals or text or historical stuff. So I'm reading them, which of course is why I've got all these books sitting here and, and, and the handouts from the workshop are growing because I, I'm excerpting stuff like, Oh, look here. Oh, that's here, amazing. What a gift for about that. To be
1: able to take your class oh, though, and be able to like have these excerpts ready to go. Like that, that is incredible. Fun. That's awesome. It's fun.
0: That's where I found this one, which I'm like devouring right now. Nancy Newhall is just, it was like a great mind in photography. Is she still alive? No, no. I'm certain she passed away years okay. ago. This is, but she had, um, Uh, interviewed everybody, everybody (laughs) who existed in the forties and fifties and sixties. And these are excerpts of some of her great um, essays or interviews with everybody, Weston, Minor White, Stieglitz. Uh, She knew them all. And it's, I'm just like going through it. It's so fun. So anyway, that's awesome. um, Well, this is super cool. Uh, I mean, we could do this all day and uh, I'm just glad to kind of Let's see if we can get back into doing some of these. We will. Absolutely. Okay.
1: 2022 is a whole new year. We can shake off the 2021 and 20. And get some um, guests in wait, here that
0: are fun. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I can't wait to hear more about how your class is going. Maybe we could even have one of your students on um Ooh. as you're getting halfway through. Because so I'd love to ask <laughs> them how uh, how they're enjoying it, how it's going. And um interesting. Yeah. Just yeah. just see what, see what they're getting out of it.
0: All right. Let's wrap it up.
1: All right, well, our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco and Santa Fe. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now. Please leave reviews and ratings, especially if you like us. Especially. (laughs) Um, get new listeners
0: from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, please send them a link. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music. Suzanne, always fun talking to you. I'm glad you're getting better. Uh, And thank all of you. Stay healthy. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.